Welcome to the Young Pro Podcast, where our goal is to better equip people working with young adults to grow God's kingdom. Today, many of us want our YPOs to be on mission, but the culture is just not there. Brendan Murray comes on the show today to talk about how to shift to a more missional culture in an outreach. I'm your host, Travis Wiesenberg, and this is the Young Pro Podcast. the Young Pro Podcast. I'm on the show today with Brendan Murray. Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Travis. Great to be on the on the show. Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you. So Brendan, for those of you who don't know, is leading uh, the UCO Lansing chapter right now for, for, for UCO North America. And four years ago, Brendan came into to UCO Lansing and uh, worked on a team of people and, and worked with God's grace to, to see some drastic things change in, in their missional culture. So today we're actually going to talk about how to, how to bring out a missional culture in our YPOs. Uh, oftentimes, we'll, for how a YPO starts is a, is a group of young professionals who are, are Christian and want to hang out with each other, want the community aspect, which is great. We actually recommend that you should know the people that you're doing life with and you should build those good relationships. But then there's a there's a time that, okay, we've been hanging around for a while, but we actually haven't done any mission. Today's podcast is, is more on how to build that missional culture and shift the culture from maybe just hanging out to, all right, we're, we're not just hanging out. We're, we're young professionals who are disciples who are on mission. So Brennan, I don't know if you could speak a little bit on just what culture means to you and, and how it's been in, in your work as a, as a missionary. Yeah, it's I, I think culture is incredibly important. There's actually this uh, this pretty famous business quote. A lot of people claim it as their own, but I think it originated with Peter Drucker. And he says, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Hmm. And kind of the idea there is that you could have like the most amazing strategy in your business or your organization, just a, a flawless strategy. But if the culture of the organization is poor, you're just not going to be effective. Yeah. And I think we've kind of all seen that, like some some organizations where, where people just don't want to be there. They don't want to be a part of the vision. It's like you could have a great vision and a great strategy, but if the culture's not there, it's not going to work. Hmm. Uh, and so I, I do think it's really important. And uh, talking about like creating an evangelistic culture, yeah. um, in our outreaches, both college outreaches, young professional outreaches, perhaps some of us have, have been a part of ones, and, and I know I have, where the culture is kind of like this sponge. And, mm-hmm. and here's, I, I use this illustration a lot. It's like uh, the people in our outreaches are constantly soaking in formation and teaching and discipleship training. And it's, it's kind of like this sponge that's just constantly being filled up, but never poured out. Mm. And if you if you actually with a sponge, that sponge will get moldy. And, hmm. and I think yeah. sometimes we, we can look at our outreaches and our and our uh, young professional outreaches and UCO outreaches and say, man, this isn't very attractive. Uh, this is kind of stale. Hmm. Uh, I, I think the Christian life it, it's always got to be about yes, soaking in, uh, but also so that we can be poured out, soaking in, poured out, and so creating a. Uh, 
a culture of evangelism, a culture where mission really is thriving, uh, it takes some intentional effort. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that metaphor, the sponge. And I, I think it, it kind of just shows that uh, it is a necessity to be on mission for a Christian people. That's that's the call that, that Jesus calls us to in the Great Commission. And and actually, if we're not doing that, that's not just going to affect, uh, oh, we're, we're not very good at mission. That actually affects our whole environment and our whole culture. And pretty soon we can get into a very stale or, or a moldy sponge-esque culture. So you came to Lansing four years ago. Next question would just be, how, how has the mission missional culture in Lansing been over the past four years? Yeah. Um, well, certainly like it came in and, and it was a, it was a pretty, it was a good sized outreach. We were, we were doing well. Um, we had a, a great team of, of missionaries really mm. well balanced in, in their giftings. Um, but we also knew that all of us on our team knew we needed to take some ground in creating a culture of mission just right off the, the start. Not that it was like that moldy sponge necessarily, but we just knew we, we could take some real ground. And in particular, um, all the, the students in our outreach um, and in the young pro, you know, the young professionals in your outreach, we felt like we could turn them uh, into missionaries if we put some real effort into mm. it and, and kind of just shift that culture. Uh, and so we were, we were really intentional and, um, man, God's grace was over this whole thing. We had a couple of key yeah. students that really came in at the right time. Again, we had a really balanced and, and really diversely talented team, but we were intentional about trying to do a couple different things to create this evangelistic culture that we wanted to, to see. Okay, great. Yeah. I, I love that. One of the things I'm just picking up right now is that you had a team of people who, who wanted to see this happen. It wasn't like you're coming in here trying to drag people on. It's like, no, the pieces are already there. And could you speak just a little bit on just some of the giftings maybe of the, some of the staffers that you had that that you've you've seen the past couple of years really been helpful to build this culture? Yeah. um, I mean, there's this power couple in Lansing, Alex and Molly Kilpatrick. (laughs) They've been they've been holding down the fort here for for many years. (laughs) And uh, they just love uh, seeing students become mature disciples. Hmm. And so they're just really gifted in that area. And and what they've done is they've helped create um, this this formation program where where students really are. Uh, becoming disciples and and becoming student leaders in that and so that that was huge and then we just had some people that were just on fire for reaching the lost Hmm. uh, where so like you had a guy like Eric Lynch who's on our team just a a dynamite kind of guy who just goes after people on campus and uh, and I got a lot of that vision too of just kind of reaching lost people and so that that kind of mix of both people that just want to see really mature disciples and people grow and people that want to reach the lost and not we all want to see all those things right right but we were kind of diverse in that way in, in a really healthy way and uh, and I think combined with us just getting a couple of of new students that that caught this vision early on just led to some some really good growth in the area but I think we had to be intentional about creating this culture at the same time. That's great. Yeah, just picking up right there. It just seems uh, seems like you guys were pretty forward thinking. I think that's something that can often be lost in an outreach that's just starting up is is where do we want these people to end? And are we set up in a place to, to get them there? I know on this show we've talked a lot about Mike Seelock's process, but it's very similar to what I've seen in UCO Lansing. And having people like Alex and Molly, who are also like, have a heart that's burning for the loss, but also are set up and, and have giftings to help someone not just be converted and then 
stay where they're at, but constantly call them upwards. And then just having those people who just had the gift of evangelism and will go out to anybody and everybody like an Eric Lynch, uh, setting up an outreach. If you had those, you are in a great place to start a missional uh, culture. But you, you mentioned about being intentional, uh, being intentional to set up this as, as a staff team. What are, what are some of the areas that, that you think young professional outreaches can be intentional to, to shift their culture into a missional culture? Well, I, I like trying to keep this as simple as possible. I'm just, I'm not that smart. I like Please, things simply yes. laid out for me. Uh, so we, we talked about it in terms of four steps that, that we kind of came up with. And, and that was talk about it, be about it, program it, celebrate it. Hmm. Um, and I just found that to be a helpful framework for us. So talk about it is the first. It's like if you want to see um, an evangelistic, a missional culture in your outreach, you actually have to communicate that and talk about that. And that's that's really sharing vision. Hmm. Uh, and so I think you can do that in a number of different ways. You absolutely need some people that can strongly cast that from the front, like with the micro microphone mm -hmm. um, to the whole group and just share passionately about the, the vision that we want to see. Um, and then also talking about it um, with individual people in your outreach. Hmm. Just that, that mission is, is a very common thing for people to be talking about. Um, who are you reaching out to this week? Hey, we got this event coming up. Are you inviting anybody? Yeah. How's follow-up going with this guy? And just making it a part of the culture where mission is just in the air. Yeah. I mean, you can't go too long without having a conversation <laughs> about mission. That was the kind of... Uh, culture we wanted to create. That's great. I think especially with evangelism, because it does require us to go outside our comfort zones, like coming back to the vision over and over mm. again is huge. Um, you know, anytime you're, you're stepping out and, and sharing the gospel with somebody or inviting some somebody to something where they could reject you, like that takes some courage and some yep. conviction. And so you have to always have that vision in mind. Like, yeah, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And finding your your uh, angles from love for the lost, or God was gracious to us, so we want to be gracious to others, and just having that continually be part of the environment is huge. Mm. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like a couple of things. Like one, just bringing it into common conversation is yeah. If you're if you're hanging around, you know, the people who are in your chapter, your YPO, you're gonna be talking about mission. That's just something that's a regular conversation topic that and not just talking about it, but being excited about it. Not just, oh, like, did you invite anybody? But like, oh man, I saw you invited this guy, like your roommate, that's awesome. And do you think he's gonna come to this next thing? But just like bringing people into your excitement, into your joy for seeing people come to know the lost or seeing, seeing them come to know uh, the Lord, that's great. And I also think it's easy to, to, to let the vision, the full vision slip, I think, when you're, when you're talking about it as much as good missional cultures do, but always pointing it to what is the end game? Like, why are we doing this? It's because like Jesus came to, to seek the lost and, and he's done it for us. And we have, we have received his love and we want to share it with other people. We, if we're not pointing it, constantly pointing it back to, to why we're doing it, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by the task and just feel like, all right, I'm just doing it because this person's going to talk to me about it. Uh, I think that's, I think that's huge. So, but the next point, be about it. So you yeah. talked about it, be about it. This seems a little bit simple, but... We'll, we'll... It is, but I think it's important. Um, we we got to set an example here. Uh, and so it starts with your leadership team. Hmm. Um, 
just getting out there and, and leading the way, leading the charge, you being ones who are following up with, with new uh, folks coming to the outreach. Uh, when, when it's that whatever outreach event and there's new people there, I mean, you are quickly greeting and meeting and loving on those people and just being someone who's a good example uh, of being a missionary. Um, and I think as you do this, uh, you want to bring uh, other people in your outreach that you're trying to to coach in this area mm-hmm. along with you. Mm. Uh, Eric has this, Eric in our outreach, Eric Lynch has this saying, like, yeah, just put them on your hip. Uh, <laughs> and, and what he means is, like, he will drag a student that he's coaching and being a missionary right alongside him to go have a simple conversation with a, with a new person that's at the event. Um, so, wow. so just being about it yourself and then bringing others that you're trying to coach in that area right along with you so they see your example. Yeah, yeah, I've... I think I probably was that student for Eric at one point, but I talked to him about this recently, and I think he usually, like, the first thing is he'll say just, yeah, come come with me to meet all these people. Like, just stay by my side, and, like, we'll talk to all the new people together. And the next time, you know, the first time Eric's doing a lot of talking. The second time he's like, all right, now this time, like, I want you to go up, and I want you to initiate the conversation and, and kind of help them feel welcome and, and ask them questions that make them feel loved. And then the third time he's like, all right, like you're you're going out by yourself. Like I'll I'll catch up with you here and there. But I think you you know what you're doing. You're doing great already. I, that kind of progression of uh, coming alongside someone and teaching how to do it well is is huge. Okay, so we've talked about it. We've we're we're being about it, programming it. This this just seems a little bit more strategical. How how did you guys go about that? Yeah. I- and I don't know exactly how this will translate to the young professional world, sure. but um, one of the things we did is um, we took all of our student leaders, and those student leaders make a commitment to be part of um, our formation community. And we said, we want to make part of that commitment be uh, a missional commitment. Mm. So for us, it was really simple. If you were going to be part of the mission community in, in Lansing, the formation community, you had to be leading a Bible study. And it doesn't mean we just said you were the only person leading the Bible study. We teamed them up in teams of, of two or three or four other students. Um, but they were significantly leading a Bible study. It was their responsibility to be inviting guests to that Bible study and to be doing that. So I, I don't know how that translates to the young professional world, but I really highly recommend that if you've got a team of leaders, maybe mm-hmm. a leadership team or some way that, that you make it part of the program, that if they're going to be on that team, they are just part of that is, is doing mission, yeah. a very tangible mission. Yeah, I think that's good. This is something I've, I've seen past couple of conversations I've had, just a need to, to call young professionals who are who are invested in your community to, to a formal commitment is I think pretty huge. And I think sometimes as young professionals, we're kind of nervous for the, the big ass because it's such a transient uh, demographic. But I think disciples respond to big ass with big answers. If you never give them a big, big That's ass, right. they won't respond to a big answer. So when you're doing that, when you're inviting people, Hey, like, would you be willing to commit to stay in this community for two years and really pursue this with us? I would highly recommend do what Brendan said, is have a missional commitment in that, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's you're going to be on the informal event team, whether it's like you're going to be reached, like following up with everybody who comes to our events and kind of set some standards for, um, you're going to be on mission, and this is some of the choices that we can do to, to work around your schedule. I think I think that's something that's, that's very doable for, for young professional outreaches. So lastly, celebrate it. 
How how did you get? How do you go about this? How did you work that into your culture? Yeah, I, I think this one is huge. Mm. Um, uh, what's rewarded is repeated, and so when we see um, students or, or members of your outreach that are that are exhibiting the kind of behavior that we've been encouraging all year, like they they went up and greeted that new person and they engaged them, or maybe they got their phone number, or they even set up a a one-on-one meeting with them later on that week. Like, if we don't celebrate that, we are failing them. Mm. Uh, we've just given them all this vision. We've told them what to do, and now they're actually doing it. We gotta celebrate that yeah. and encourage it. And I just think how many of us have been uh, encouraged by other people, and that spurred us on to continue to do that stuff. And so, I think you can celebrate the wins in, in two ways. Um, one is publicly. So if, if you've just got um, a, a gathering of, of your outreach just from the front honoring people that are that are doing this mm. and it doesn't mean that they're um, they're going out and they've shared the gospel with 10 people and they all came to Christ like it doesn't have to be these massive things that we honor people for yeah. it can be a simple step hey I just want to honor so and so they invited they've been inviting this person all year to their bible study they finally came last week and now they're going to come to to our big retreat in the spring Hmm. wow amazing and when you do that from the front it tells everyone else in the room this is the kind of culture that that we want to celebrate and Mm -hmm. that we want to build and then certainly um, one-on-one when you see a student or someone in your outreach exemplifying this behavior just be very quick to encourage it and to congratulate them and to say, wow, way to go, um, because you're, you're actually doing it. And we've been talking about it, but you're actually putting it into practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it work in a lot of good ways here in Lansing. Uh, <laughs> just today I was talking to Brendan on the phone and he, he was, he said, Hey, is, is Brian there? And I was like, yeah, Brian's here. And, and Brendan encouraged him for what he was doing last night at the men's event, just following up with people. If you have a culture like that, it really helps people engage well in the next step of outreach that they're doing. Because I think one of the things Brendan said is, yeah, it doesn't always have to be sharing the gospel. Because sometimes students aren't necessarily ready for that right away. Sometimes they are, and you need to, you can help encourage them to do that. A lot of times they are. But sometimes it's if someone just became a Christian— Inviting someone just took a ton of courage or going up and talking to the new person took a ton of courage and, and being able to come come up to them and say, I see what you did. I value that. And what you're doing actually leads to that person coming to know Jesus Christ. Like the, those those kind of conversations really leave people feeling envisioned for, for what their actual role is in your outreach and, and helps them take more authority of of what they're doing in, in the outreach. So, Brendan, I guess last question. I need just words of encouragement for for anybody out there who's who's thinking right now. Okay, I wanna I wanna build a missional environment. We're not there yet. We've got some pieces. Any yeah, any words of encouragement for them? Yeah, um, I would say one. It it does take time. So mm-hmm. so don't get uh, too impatient with it. Be be patient. Um, I would say if you have um, a couple of people in your outreach, even if it's just one person who, who you see just gets the same vision, like they want to build with you, then really invest in that person. Uh, because you know the, the more leaders we have that get this vision, that are communicating this vision and being about this vision, the better. Um, but this is a process. Like just as an example, uh, in Lansing, I remember one goal we had was when new people come to a prayer meeting, we need to be talking with them and we want our students to be engaging them. 
that was just a step one. And it took us a while just to get there, to get <laughs> our students to talk to the new people. For yeah. a while, it was just staff. Well, over time, what we've seen is that not only did new students talk to um, the guests that were coming to the prayer meeting, but that they actually started to get their phone numbers in those conversations. And even more so, they started setting up follow-up meetings right there at the prayer meeting. And so we just saw that culture build. This, this is going to take time. This isn't going to happen in a month or a semester. But over the course of time, if you continue to talk about it, be about it, program it, and celebrate it, I think you'll see this culture really change uh, for the good. That's great. Brendan, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, giving us some of your wisdom on, on how to create a missional culture. And yeah, thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure, Travis.